0: Hello everybody, welcome in on a Wednesday. I am here in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. So is the one and only Connor Padsby running the show for us today in Orlando. The side of the U.S. Army All-American Bowl is the one and only Parker Thune. Parker, how's your Wednesday so far?
1: Well, Steely, I have to correct you right off the bat. I'm in San Antonio, not Orlando.
0: What? Now, I, wait a minute. This Orlando-San Antonio thing is driving me insane. Where I know, are we? I was going to
1: say, it's really, got, you, it's really got your brain scrambled.
0: All right, San Antonio. But it's,
1: it's understandable. It's right. understandable. I'm in San Antonio for the All-American Bowl as opposed to the All-American game. It can be difficult to keep them straight. The All-American game takes place in Orlando tonight, okay. as a matter of fact. All-American Bowl practices are happening all week leading up to the game on Saturday afternoon. So I was in Orlando this past weekend. I am in San Antonio today.
0: There you go. All right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Good news for the Sooners yesterday. Woody Washington, we thought he was coming back, and he made it official he is coming back. So when you think about, you know, the announcement that Danny Stutzman is coming back, Billy Bowman is coming back, Woody Washington, you you also got, you know, a little bit before that, D.J. Terry, Jacob Lacey, guys like that. It it sets the stage where what could be a really good Oklahoma defense. And the Sooners, again, uh, had their moments where they played really good defense this past season. They got a little bit uh, worse once Danny Stutzman got injured. Not quite as good during the second half of the season, but with the experience coming back, and if they could keep some of these guys healthy, Gentry Williams, Danny Stutzman again missing a couple games, really hurt Oklahoma. But, Parker, again, this could be a very, very solid Oklahoma defense. coming. It really
1: could be. and Without question, Steele, you're looking at one of the most experienced defenses in the nation coming back next year. And I think there's a lot of optimism to be found in that, just because historically – When guys play their third year and start their third year in Brent Venable's system, there's typically a jump there. Historically, when you look at what happened at Clemson, where a lot of guys really started to make their hay is when they went into year three. And so obviously you have several guys that are coming back to help lead this OU defense in 2024 that will be going into year three under Venable's and are going to be exceedingly comfortable in the system, more so than they have been to this point. And I think this is just what the doctor ordered for the Sooners. No doubt. As they transition to the SEC, because a month ago I'd have said it's, it's probably best-case scenario if OU goes two for three, bringing Stutzman Bowman and Woody Washington back, and realistically they probably go one for three. Well, here we are on the 3rd of January, And all three of those guys are coming back. The Sooners will now return eight starters to the Folds on defense next season. And the three guys that you lose, Steely, I'm going to be honest, those aren't terribly difficult guys to replace either. So it should be another significant step up for Oklahoma in terms of the overall effort that they get on the defensive side of the football from their guys and from their unit come 2024. I know the SEC is going to be a bigger challenge. I know it's a different ball game. I know it's a much tougher league, and it's going to be more difficult week in and week out to hold up against the skill position players and quarterbacks that you will face in that league. But I think Oklahoma is going to have a defensive lineup that is quite capable of doing just that.
0: Yeah, and we'll see what some of the young guys do. Maybe David Stone becomes Tommy Harris right off the bat. We'll see. We'll see. That's uh, that's a tall order, but, you know, he's got that kind of ability. And a guy that we've talked about some but not a lot, but is still lingering out there, and we think he's coming back and just going to get that ruling is Justin Harrington. And, again, you basically look like you're going to add him back in the mix as well. Yeah, ju- yeah, Justin Harrington
1: will be back, Steely. And the expectation is funny – I he he came over after the alamo bowl ended and patted me on the shoulder as he was walking off the field and <laughs> yelled over his shoulder i'll be back for spring ball i'll be ready so that's i mean that right there tells y'all you, you need to know uh, th- there is no reason whatsoever why he shouldn't be granted the seventh year of eligibility by the ncaa uh, obviously only played in two games last year so he more than qualifies and with him back in the fold I mean, he's kind of one of those guys right up there with Andrell Anthony that you kind of forget about just because yeah, yeah. They've, they've been out of action for so long. But not only do you bring Andrell Anthony back to a loaded receiver room next year, but Justin Harrington broke camp as the starter at Cheetah for Oklahoma. So that's, in many ways, a ninth starter that you bring back to the fold defensively.
0: Yeah, look, they've got to go out there and get it done, but uh, what they have coming back uh, looks really good. These young guys that are coming into the system, again, like David Stone, maybe some of the the other young defensive linemen, maybe a Jaden Jackson or somebody can make an impact, at least come in there and be a a part of that defense, but they certainly have a chance to have a pretty solid defense next season. All right, Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. David from Norman says, Parker, how about calling one the Under Armour game and the other the U.S. Army game? David, thank you. I am easily confused, and some days I'm not sure what day it is, and I'm very confused on this All-American ball. And I, I try and keep tabs on where Parker is, but I got so much going on in my life right now and again, uh, my brain doesn't work quite as well as it used to. So I'm like, where's Parker? Which game? What? He said, what game? Okay, So, I was convinced that you were in Orlando today. You were just in Orlando, but you're back in San Antonio. So, what about the contingent at both of these games for OU? So,
1: here in San Antonio, there are only two Oklahoma signees taking part in the game. You have James Nesta, the four-star linebacker out of the state of North Carolina, and you have Zion Reagans, the outstanding and speedy four-star wide receiver from the state of Georgia. Those are the only two Oklahoma signees taking part in the game. Taylor Tatum had an invite. He's not playing. Nigel Smith had an invite. He forfeited that right in order to go through bull practices with the team. So it's Nesta and it's Reagans. Those are Oklahoma's two guys that will be participating down here in San Antonio when this game kicks off on Saturday afternoon.
0: There you go. And was it five or six in Orlando? It was
1: five. Jaden Hardy, Devon Mitchell, Daniel akin B.J. Brooks, and David Stone.
0: Yeah, and the Sooners did very well, man. And some of those reps that you saw, I know that, uh, you know, uh, David Stone looked great. B.J. Brooks looked really good. Daniel akin again, you can tell that kid wants it, man. He's working his tail off. And uh, Devon Mitchell stuffing uh, – you know, one of the uh, Texas uh, signees or one of the Texas commits was pretty cool as well. So some good video came out of Orlando as well. We'll see what happens in San Antonio. All right, on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. And uh, we would love to hear from you. We are going to talk a little thunder at 120 today because Oklahoma City's on fire. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a team that might be able to compete, might be able to compete, for an NBA championship because they just keep coming out with statement wins. And what I love about last night is they've got an 18-point lead with seven minutes left. You knew the Celtics were going to make a run. They did. The Thunder made plays down the stretch. Jada, big jumper. Josh Giddey, uh, some uh, big free throws down the stretch. They got a stop here or there. And they had to win in a very uh, close, tough-fought game against uh, what's been the best team in the NBA. So we'll talk to Brandon Rebar coming up at 1.20. Oklahoma City at the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Trey Young and company hosting OKC. Thunder has won five straight longest winning streak in the NBA. And during that winning streak, they had a 20-point win, or I'm sorry, a 23-point win over Minnesota, the number one seed in the West, a 26-point shellacking of the defending NBA world champion Denver Nuggets. The three seed in the West in that four-point win over Boston last night. Number one record in the NBA and obviously the number one seed in the East. So the thunder is rolling right now. But we would love to uh, read as many of your texts as we can, as we always attempt to do. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. All right, Portal, uh, all of our updates brought to you by Swift Co. Roofing and Construction. Uh, Nick Scorton. Still, the hope is that he would bis- visit Oklahoma on Friday. The Purdue defensive end led the Big Ten in sacks this past year. But you're still thinking that uh, that visit you would put a question mark by it. Are you still I would. there?
1: I would not entirely convinced it's going to happen. But if it does, obviously Oklahoma will have a shot. I think so. The guy that they have on campus today. Is the guy that I believe they have a much better shot to land, and that would be the Miami of Ohio transfer defensive end Caden Willard, six foot five, two hundred and fifty-two pounds, nine and a half sacks, as well as first-team All-MAC honors for him this past year as a junior with the RedHawks.
0: Yeah, and we'll see if that uh, that happens. Maybe you get the edit today, and and perhaps they get a commitment there. So uh, Casey Thompson still thinking that's going to happen. Yes, for the moment, I am. I heard Plank talking about Tulsa would love to have Casey Thompson. And, uh, would they? Yeah,
1: they would. But Interesting. Uh, we'll I, I, I mean, if I'm Tulsa, I'm rolling with Kirk Francis all the way, but that's just me. Yeah.
0: We'll see how it plays out, but we've got uh, a lot more Sooner football stuff to talk about. We will mix in the Thunder coming up at 120 because uh, you've, you've got an NBA championship contender. Now, do I think they're going to win it? Probably not. You've got to take those baby steps in the playoffs, but guess what? This team is way ahead of schedule. I mean, they are playing some great basketball right now. want to thank uh, Last Year Home Comfort Systems, our first-hour sponsor. They're family-owned and operated. They've been in the greater Oklahoma City area now for 16 years, doing great work, great reputation. Call him up four zero five five seven nine thirty one thirteen for all your heating and air needs. They'll do a great job for you. Home, com- home comfort you can trust at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Andy Bass, Gatorade uh, Oklahoma High School Player of the Year, as you expected, Parker. So no surprise there, but a great honor for great honor for Andy Bass.
1: Well deserved. There was nobody else in the state of Oklahoma that had nearly as impressive of a case for that distinction and that award as Andy Bass. I, I would have been shocked if that award went to anyone else, but congratulations to Andy. 66 total touchdowns. As a senior, that's stealing. pretty good. Pretty, if he pretty good. If he doesn't tear his ACL and meniscus in the third quarter of that state championship game, he goes back to back with the state titles at Heritage Hall.
0: There you go. All right, we got a break right here. Slim Brady, are you moving up the ceiling uh, from 40 wins, Steely? I had the Thunder at 45 and 37. Right now, they are on track. They're on track to win 57. 57. Do I think they'll get to fifty-seven? Probably not. Do I think they'll get to fifty? Yes. So uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later with Brandon Rabard coming up at one twenty. All right, break time. Mike Steely, Connor Pasby, with you here in the Buffalo Wild Wing studio. Parker on the road in San Antonio. Let's take a break right here. Uh, we'll hear from Bob Stoops coming up next, and get to your texts on the knipple Myers Chevrolet text line right here on the ref. All right, thanks for being with us here on this Wednesday, Mike Steely. Parker Thune, Steelman and Thune at noon. Connor Pasby running the show for us today. Always great on Tuesday when Bob Stoops makes an appearance on The Rush and had some uh, interesting things to say, as always. Yesterday with Teddy and Tyler and uh, Jackson Arnold in the Alamo Bowl looked like the Sooners were going to get it done, but undone by six turnovers. Three picks for Jackson Arnold. He also threw for 361 yards and a couple of touchdowns. And both those touchdown throws were really, really top-notch throws. Here's what Bob Stoops had to say in the rush yesterday about JFA's performance in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, just uh, when he was on time, he was money. You know, he threw some great balls
2: uh, all over the place. He ran and scrambled and made some plays that way. Um, and then i think the obvious was and it, it not at all picking up which is natural for a young guy was just late on a few throws that cost him you know they cost us you 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 know the you know when you're late sometimes a young quarterback wants to see it too well or too thoroughly does that make sense mm-hmm. and that that extra half a second is what gets it tipped or gets the guy to step in front and get it you know and that's very uh, understandable and very common for a young guy that hasn't played a lot. And, uh, and, you know, I don't care what anyone says. Practice is different from games. Um, the game speed is always different. And that, that other half a second is going to get you. And it, it, it got him a few times because there were some spots, different guys were had a chance at it. if it, The ball was a
0: little earlier. There you go. Bob Stoops on uh, Jackson Arnold again and his performance in the Alamo Bowl. All right. 405-651-3439. Meyer Chevrolet text line. That was our ortho-central clip of the day with clinics in Norman, Midwest City. Now a new spot in Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard in the Tri-City area. These full-service clinics do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. All right. On the text line. Seeing a lot of this Parker Thune and Don McKinley is he still totally locked in on LSU because they are getting ready to uh, launch four assistant coaches on the defensive side of the ball. what are you thinking?
1: yeah well here's here's what everybody ought to understand. Don McKinley committed to LSU two days ago.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: highly doubt. The administration at LSU just woke up this morning and decided, we're going to fire the whole defensive staff. No, probably, this is, was probably in something, this is probably something that's been in the works a while, and my guess would be there is as close to a 0% chance as possible that Dominic McKinley committed to LSU on New Year's Day without full and total knowledge of what was about to happen to the defensive staff. Now, again... I was told by a couple of sources that have very intimate knowledge of the situation down there that LSU is targeting Texas defensive line coach Bo Davis to take uh, the vacant defensive line opening in baton rouge and if that was to happen obviously texas was one of the very very heavy favorites for mckinley it was an, uh, it was an ou texas battle for the majority of the summer until texas a&m made a late run if that were to happen uh, and honestly at this point i feel like that is what's going to happen just based on everything how it lined up timeline wise I would figure Bo Davis is the next defensive line coach at LSU, and regardless of whether it's Bo Davis or not, again, I think there's a 0% chance that LSU failed to inform Dominic McKinley of what was happening, and I think there's a next to 0% chance that he made the decision to flip to LSU without foreknowledge of what was about to happen.
0: All right, there you go, 405-651-3439. Do you want to do the text line today? Are you capable of doing that? I know you're very capable. I am capable, Okay, yes. And you can hit it up then. Go for it. You're the man.
1: Okay. To the text line we go. Justin in Newcastle (laughs) asked the exact same question. Is OU back in the conversation for Dominic McKinley? No, no. Dominic McKinley, I fully expect, will sign with LSU. Uh, a listener in the 918 says, where do you think where do you guys think Bass will fit in at OU? The plan for Andy Bass is to be something of a Swiss Army knife offensively for Oklahoma. Line up at running back, line up at receiver, split out wide, uh, line up in the slot. Just somebody that is going to be a versatile weapon that you can get the ball to and watch him make plays in the open field. Something he is very capable of doing. Now, Uh, There's also been some discussion about him running wildcat packages at the quarterback position, which Mm -hmm. obviously he he had FBS and Power 5 scholarship offers to go play quarterback. So very capable of doing that as well. A listener in the 314 says, Can we start calling NIL what it really is? Salary. Words have meaning, and the college football has become insane.
0: Yeah, you're right on the money. 314, no doubt uh, this was supposed to be about, you know, you get a guy on campus and then he profits off his name, image, and likeness. Now, that's what happened with Spencer Rattler, right? Now, he was here uh, in Norman at the University of Oklahoma when all the changes came about, and then he benefited off his name, image, and likeness. But this is about inducing players to come to your school. Now, the problem with this is, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, Here's what we'll do. You, you, You know, number one, who's in charge here? Is it Greg Sankey? Is it the Big Ten commissioner? It's certainly not the NCAA. Who's in charge of all of this? Appears to me like nobody is. So that creates a main issue. And somebody asked me the other day, you know, yeah, how can they how can they do this? Uh, and when this is clearly pay for play and it's because there's no police force really out there. I mean, it's <laughs> everybody's running wild in the streets right now. It's the wild, wild west. And another way to get around that is, well, they say, OK, well, we're going to find out whoever they are that you are. You know, this is pay for play. Nobody can enforce it. And the other way around it is, you know what? Well, here's what we'll do. Once you get on campus, guess what? We've got an NIL deal for you at Bob Chevrolet here, you know, in Auburn, Alabama, worth $200,000 or whatever. There are just so many ways to get around it, but there is no doubt, no doubt about it, that it is – it's not name image likeness. I mean, there's some of that, but very little. It's pay for play. Yeah, that really is what it amounts to. And, you know,
1: here's – Here's the thing. The NCAA is kind of powerless in all of this. They have True. made themselves powerless. And so I get what that listener is saying about how it ought to be reimagined linguistically. But there's going to have to be some drastic reshaping of the current power structure before any of that becomes plausible. Not that it couldn't be done, just that the NCAA isn't going to allow that to happen because the NCAA is run by morons. And we've known this for a long time. Uh, By the way, just a PSA to anybody texting in transfer portal questions and is OU interested in X player, Y player, Z player. You ought to know this. Yes, the transfer portal window closed last night. However, there may be players that appear in the portal over the next two or three days because... Okay, how do I explain this? The player has to file their paperwork with compliance to enter the transfer portal by midnight on January 2nd. So they had, they had to have had filed their paperwork by last night in order to legally enter the transfer portal as a non-grad transfer. However, that paperwork may not be and oftentimes is not processed immediately, and there can be up to a 48-hour turnaround on the processing of said paperwork, so, so what there you're may be saying, players.
0: What you're saying with DJ Hicks is there's a chance,
1: not necessarily. <laughs> uh,
0: that wasn't <laughs> no, perti- no, I that wasn't
1: in particular reference to DJ Hicks, but what I am saying is, just because you don't see a player in the portal today, doesn't mean that player won't be in the portal tomorrow. Now yeah. that could very well be applicable to DJ Hicks, but I know for a fact that there are a couple other players whose names are expected to appear in the portal over the next 24, 36 hours whom Oklahoma would likely move on uh, if that all proceeds according to plan.
0: Certainly, looks like at this point that DJ Hicks is going to stay at a and But yep. as Parker said, it is not a done deal yet. Uh, just because the the portal window has closed, things could happen. You could see a couple of things over the next forty-eight hours or so, as Parker mentioned. All right, and the refs transfer portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Call them up four zero five eight three one. 8222 for Brent Swift and his 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience. He'll come out personally, look at your roof or your home. Swift Co. Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. Let's take a break. Come back. More of your text on the way. A lot more Sooner football to talk about. We'll jump into a little bit of Oklahoma City Thunder, about 120 with Brandon, Brandon Rabar, right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. All right, Riverwind Casino bringing in the new year with some big-time promotions. You know that Riverwind always has the very best. They have nearly 3,000 electronic games, and they have all your favorite table games, best games, best bars and dining, incredible hotel. You've got the dining options, the River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, big-time food court, Skyloft Gaming Area now, Oasis Gaming Area now, where you can – Go play your games in a smoke free environment. January promotions are on. The 80K winning resolutions giveaway. Play with your wild card on Mondays and Tuesdays. Get five times the entries for the drawings on Fridays to win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play. And you can win a trip to the Super Bowl in Vegas with the first down uh, in Neon Town promotion. Now, through January 18th, the top five patrons who earn the most points on their wild cards are going to win a trip to the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas. Game tickets, airfare, hotel, ground transportation, and $1,000 in cash for five different patrons. What a promotion that is. And we have the Showplace Theater coming up in January. Boys to Men, Friday, January 12th. Clay Walker, Saturday, January 13th. Comedian Joe Coy. Saturday, January 27th, in February, Air Supply and Scotty McCreary with shows. And in March, the comedy of Jay Leno and Jim Gaffigan coming to the Showplace Theater at Riverwind Casino. Good times always abound at Riverwind. And again, you can uh, get all those tickets to the uh, Showplace Theater shows online at riverwind.com. All right, uh, Thirty-four thirty-nine. Parker Thune is running the Meyer Chevrolet text line.
1: Mike in Springfield says, Steely, I've hated the NCAA dating back to Kerry Jackson. Who is
0: Kerry Jackson? He was a, a quarterback for OU, and there was, I think it was an academic situation. Got the Sooners on probation. I think he was from Galveston, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. I'd go ahead and Google it up, but... That got Oklahoma on probation and may have cost, like Joe Washington, a Heisman Trophy because they couldn't appear on TV. That was a time when Archie Griffin won back-to-back Heismans in 74-75. But, yeah, I hear you. Mike in Springfield has been following the Sooners for a long time. I'm going to see if my long-term brain can work if Kerry Jackson was from Galveston. Proceed, Parker. Go ahead. John and Blanchard
1: asks, Miami of Ohio defensive end to make it in today? Yes, Caden Willard and his family are in Norman. Now, what I am told is that they have visits planned later this week to Texas A&M and to Louisville. However, I am very much of the opinion that the Sooners have a good chance, a chance, mind you. I am not promising or guaranteeing anything. I think based on how strong the relationship already is between Miguel Chavis and Willard and his family, I think there's a good chance that he does not end up taking those A&M and Louisville visits and ends up committing to the University of Oklahoma. So that'll be something to watch. Should the Sooners close on Willard, he'll be coming to Norman with one remaining year of eligibility at defensive end and offers immediate value as a rotational piece for Oklahoma, which is going to be able to roll out some really impressive dudes at defensive end and at edge next year between the likes of Ethan Downs, PJ Adibawara, R. Mason Thomas, Trace Ford, potentially Nigel Smith and Danny Okoye. Can't forget about Wyatt Gilmore and Taylor Wine. Edge talent at Oklahoma right now is really, really, really good.
0: By the way, uh, I'd like to give it up to myself. Nobody else will. Oh, okay. I, uh, uh, I am the ultimate, by the way. Uh, Galveston Ball High School, Kerry Jackson. Thank wow. you. See, how about that right Galveston there? Galveston Ball. Yeah. I believe that now, is Mike Evans' alma mater. I cannot remember what happened five minutes ago, but way back in the 70s, yes. Absolutely. Nailed it. Uh, Yeah, it was a transcript that was changed for Kerry Jackson from high school that uh, they found out, and it made, uh, made him ineligible and got the Sooners on probation. So there you go. Mike in Springfield digging up some old Sooner memories that aren't so good, but I understand your frustration with the NCAA. All right, Parker, roll on.
1: Back to the text line we go. Big Rick in Owasso says, new college overtime format? Both teams get one drive from their own 20. The team that drives the ball the farthest wins. If both teams score, no field goals, and are tied after the one drive, the team that did it in less time wins. Thoughts? Too many variables at play, Big Rick and Owasso. And I hardly think anybody would be okay with a football game ending because one team went for 63 yards on their offensive drive and another team went for 57 you know, like that's just a bizarre kind of arbitrary way mm-hmm. to decide a football game. I do agree though that the way that college football does overtime needs an overhaul. Maybe not an overhaul, but the fact that we the fact that we're doing two-point conversion shootouts after two overtimes is ridiculous. Whoever made that decision needs to be held accountable in a court of law.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. Big Rich in OKC. The probation probably cost uh, Little Joe the Heisman. Yeah, Big Rich. I I, I just said that. Yeah. By the way, but you're Big right, Rich in right.
1: OKC, not to be confused with Big Rick in Owasso. That's right. Two, we got
0: Big Rich and Big Rick. But you're right. Two Big different
1: Rick. listeners for right. two different zip codes. Justin and Kawita asks, "How is it that Andy Bass is the Gatorade Player of the Year, but doesn't get a full ride, and others that don't have the same credibility do?" Well, Justin, look, end of the day, Andy Bass doesn't really care that he's not technically on scholarship, so I'm really not sure why anyone else would care. Andy Bass is going to be taken care of financially. He is not paying his own way. NIL will make sure that he is taken care of in that department, and so... Really, it's just a way for Oklahoma to save a scholarship spot. It's kind of the same deal with Jocelyn Molasco, whom we talked to on the show mm-hmm. yesterday. The Sooners just added him via the portal. He's a scholarship caliber player, but especially because in-state tuition is so affordable for Oklahoma kids, I think OU is being very shrewd in the way that they're going about it, saying, hey, look, we will make it. Worth your while. We will make it as if you are on scholarship. You will not feel any strain financially, but we're going to save a scholarship spot by just ensuring that you're getting NIL payouts commensurate with the costs of your tuition and your fees such that all of your expenses are covered, but we don't necessarily have to count you against the 85
0: that's a really shrewd way of doing things. Mm, yeah, I hear you. Hey, I think Connor is laughing at the same text I'm looking at from the 918. That's the blankest thing ever, Rick. You can't say that 918 in this cancel culture, but... <laughs> oh, gosh, I just read that text, too. <laughs> I, know. I was like, well what? Cherokee Sooner has chimed in. you got to read that one.
1: Overtime should be decided by a steel cage match between the head coaches. Now that I am down for.
0: How about the strength coaches? Because Schmitty would be favored. No, in, in a head lot of coaches. All right, head, head coaches. I, I mean, Brent I want, BV, hold his versus own. I want oh, BV versus Drinkwitz. I want versus. Yes, absolutely. Eli Drinkwitz. You know, you know what you do? You go for the glasses with the nerd, like back in <laughs> high school. <laughs> uh, remove the glasses and they're powerless. That or you break them with a good solid punch. Now, no, I never did that, but I saw other people do it. That was a strategy. And that's what you do with drunk wits is you go for the glasses. But, you know, Brent could – I would take, like, name that tune. I would take Brent in, like, <laughs> two punches in that matchup. Maybe one. One of the, What do you think? One punch? Oh, man. Not more than three. That's for sure. There you listener go. in
1: the 260, which is Indiana. We have an Indiana listener. Nice. Updated rule. Just make it like the NFL and or change the starting position to the 50-yard line. Same rules apply. There's, there are so many different ways, so many different theories that have been presented on how to tweak overtime. I'm confident that the powers that be can arrive at a sensible solution but they have to see the problem first. And I'm not convinced anybody sees the problem. The problem is, did anybody watch LSU and Texas A&M go to seven overtimes back in 2018 and think, wow, this sucked. Would have been better if they were just doing two-point conversions from the third overtime on. No. No one had that thought. I'm not sure why we needed that change in college football. I I personally was just fine with the old format where starting in the third overtime – You had to go for two, and that eventually would yield a winner. But I I don't understand why in 2021 the NCAA decided that they needed to move the mandatory two-point conversion up to the second overtime as opposed to the third and then say that the third overtime and all subsequent overtimes would just be alternating two-point conversion attempts. That was really stupid, and it remains really stupid.
0: All right, as we go to break, Shark uh, chimes in. Andy's dad, talking about Andy, Andy Bass, is a Marine. Hoorah! There you go. Thank you, Shark. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm thinking of Colonel Frank Slade now in Sin of a Woman, one of the great roles of all time by Al Pacino. All right, break time right here on your Wednesday, 405. 405- 651-3439. Meyer Chevrolet Tax Line. Keep it here. We're coming back talking more Sooner Football right here on the Home of Sooner fans, the ref. All right, we are back to close out hour number one, four oh five, six five one, thirty-four thirty-nine. Thanks to Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring. Hour number one here on Steel Man and Thune. We apologize. Our computer locked up for about fifteen seconds there. Technology. All right, Parker, is it in San Antonio? Tell people why you are in uh, San Antonio tonight, Parker. Yes, that's right. I'm actually in San Antonio for the next three days,
1: and it is because of the U.S. Army All-American Bowl festivities. The game takes place on the 6th of January this Saturday afternoon. Two Oklahoma signees taking part in the contest, linebacker James Nesta, Wide receiver, Zion Raggins. So I was in Orlando for the All-American game, not to be confused with the All-American Bowl, over this past weekend. Now I am down here in San Antonio to watch Nesta and Raggins and 98 others amongst the best high school football players in America showcasing their talents all week.
0: There you go. All right, Ken Meyer Chevrolet text line is how we'll close it out here in hour number one. Uh, So Parker has uh, control. Uh, I promised myself. I wrote on my script today: do not talk social media. Because I, when I th- do that, I, I sound really angry because I am. So I underline that like three times, and I'm not gonna. I'm going to try my best not to talk about it anymore. Everybody knows my stance. So carry on. Okay,
1: to the text line we go. Greg from Lawton says, NCAA fixed something that was not broke. Now that overtime is broken, just go back to the original rules and ride with it. Two-point tries are stupid. They do not equate to a penalty kick. I'm not sure why the text line has gotten so up in arms about the college overtime rules, Mm -hmm. but here we are. I guess we're verging on full off-season radio mode.
0: We're there. Uh, Yeah, I mean... I don't have a huge problem with it. I mean, I kind of prefer the uh, the previous one, but I don't. I just I don't lose a lot of sleep over it, to be honest with you. But if if I had my choice, I'd go back to the previous one. Just at a Newcastle, really wants it answered. Any news on Ted Roof getting his contract renewed?
1: On Ted Roof getting his contract renewed? Uh, no, no news. Is there like at as as that like a rollover deal?
0: That it appears that Ted Roof's going to be back, right? I have no reason to think otherwise right now. Are you wanting to cancel the three-man front and their tour, Justin? I think they played uh, some pretty good music of late. I don't know. But um, haven't heard any news on that either. So, of the, uh, you said, five Sooners in Orlando, two uh, in San Antonio for the game this weekend. Besides David Stone, which of the prospects in these All-American games has a chance to really make an impact early on? Well, I would say without
1: question, after what I saw over the weekend, it's B.J. Brooks. Because, I mean, you already have that – Major question mark heading into next season, okay, who's going to play on the interior for Oklahoma on the offensive line? Because you've got your tackle situation pretty well sorted out. Big Sexy is going to occupy one tackle spot, and Spencer Brown, the Michigan State transfer, likely slots in at the other one. But at guard, it's a bit more undecided, uncertain. You have Fabechi Nawau coming in from North Texas, the transfer, former freshman All-American probably the odds on favor to start at one of those positions but is there a guy that you're real confident in to start at the other position now oklahoma is looking to make another addition potentially two in the portal on the offensive line but for now man having watched bj brooks and seeing how strong he is how technically sound he is how quick on his feet he is I mean, he was the most impressive offensive lineman in Orlando, and that's not me talking. You'll get the same report from anybody in the recruiting industry that was present this past weekend. and has been present in Orlando for the All-American Game festivities. I think B.J. Brooks is on the two deep, at minimum, when he gets to
0: campus. What about Devon Mitchell?
1: I mean, yeah, I think Devon Mitchell's going to have – he'll certainly have the opportunity to make an impact. Now – is that something OU is banking on? I don't know about that. And, you know, talking to Devon, he he kind of said, look, I understand that there's going to be an opportunity for me to play early. I mean, with Blake Smith and the transfer portal, stealer, you have to consider this. The only two tight ends on the roster right now at Oklahoma that have caught a pass in a Sooner uniform are Caden Helms, who has caught one pass, and Cade McIntyre, who has caught one pass. So... Not a ton of proven depth in that tight end room. So Devon Mitchell is going to have the same opportunity as everybody else to go make an impact and see the field in year one. But he's not hes not necessarily counting on that either. He told me, look, I understand that I'm going to have to work for anything and everything that I earn. And my role might not be what I imagine it to be in my freshman year, and that's okay. This is a guy that's committed to coming in and embracing the work and not getting down on himself and not going to uh, – I guess, look for greener pastures immediately if he's not on the field and starting as a true freshman.
0: Yeah, and remember, uh, most of you do, that he reclassified, too. So he's still, uh, you know, kind of a younger kid. But there's no doubt, man, you can see the talent. You can see the potential in him. He's got a chance to be a superstar uh, tight end at the University of Oklahoma. All right, out of time for uh, hour number one. Uh, well, real quick, Ms. Ms. Love wants to know, what's the difference between the two All-American games? It's basically a sponsors, right? Yes, there...
1: one is sponsored by Under Armour, one is sponsored by the U.S. Army and televised on NBC.
0: Greatest moment in U.S. Army uh, All-American Game of History was AD's commitment to Oklahoma, picking Oklahoma. Uh, that or DeMarco. DeMarco right? was pretty big, too. Yeah, DeMarco was pretty big, too. There have been some good moments there for Sooner fans, no doubt. All right, uh, break time. Coming up and again next hour, a lot more Sooner Football conversation. We're going to talk a little Thunder basketball with Brandon Darbar. Oklahoma City on a roll after they beat the Celtics last night. Great game. What an atmosphere that was, man. That was, that was like a playoff atmosphere inside the Paycom Palace last night. And uh, the Thunder is rolling, man. They are projected right now, projected to win 57 games by the computers. I don't think anybody had 57 called for okc maybe a huge thunder homer but you know if oklahoma city wins over 50 games that is huge but man this team they just keep making statements every time they hit the floor had another one last night and they had to win it at crunch time after nearly blowing that lead so talk to brandon about that coming up as well all right a lot more sooner football conversation to fill up our first segment coming up next right here on the ref I am right here at Norman Parker in San Antonio. Hour number two presented by yet another great sponsor, another great company, Oklahoma Generator. We appreciate them very much. They've uh, They've been a great sponsor for our number two great reputation, Oklahoma Generator. Check them out online at okgen.com. That is okgen.com. They are Oklahoma's highest rated and longest operating Generac dealer. And again, uh, great customer service reviews. OKGen.com 405-321-6631. You know that uh, potential winter ice storm could hit again. And you know it's not a lot of fun, particularly if you don't have a good generator. They have them at Oklahoma generator. Check them out online. OKGen dot com. I got an interesting text, um, in the last break of last hour, but I didn't think we've had time to cover it. Steely, I am super worried about OU in the NIL era. Unless something changes, OU could be in some trouble. Hmm. Oh boy! Well, I mean the uh, the. Uh, It's been going on, what, going into the year three, and Brent has had, what, three top ten recruiting classes. They've recruited at an extremely high level. Now, the portal's a different thing because, uh, and the Sooners have done pretty well in the portal, but I don't think they're, you know, uh, throwing around just a ton of money in the portal. They are involved, Parker, as we've talked about, in NIL and collectives and all of that stuff. But this is what we talked about again yesterday. And when this era first was ushered in, it was going to be about Brent was talking about culture and doesn't want relationships to be – he wants his uh, dealings with players to be relational, not transactional, right? A&M, transactional. Miami, transactional. Now, Dan Lanning, Oregon's throwing a lot of money around because Phil Knight has a, a, a what looks to be an unlimited supply. But Dan Lanning looks like he's still a relationship guy as well. But so far from what we've seen, Parker, if you, you throw out Miami and Texas A&M, that has been – neither of them have words. They've been very disappointing. No. And, uh, you know, the, the, the final uh, – you know, we're still in the – early chapters of this book but so far the story is that you can throw a lot of money at these kids but it looks to me like chemistry and coaching still matters more what do you think chemistry and
1: coaching will always matter more and there is no better example of that than the team that's going to go play for a national championship and represent the pac 12 in doing so next week in the washington huskies
0: they haven't been uh, they haven't been throwing out uh, top 10 recruiting classes every year sometimes not in the top 30 right and you want to talk about a guy
1: that can coach have you looked at Kalen DeBoer's record 104 and 11 pretty good as a head coach that's better than pretty good Steely that's nuts that's over a 90 percent winning percentage as a head coach that is astonishing
0: yeah no doubt uh Time management, maybe at the end of the Texas game, was a little bit of an issue. But other than that, he's been really good. And uh, like I said, I wonder where Washington would rank, let's say, in the last three years with their recruiting classes. I don't remember Washington with, like, top 20 classes that I can think of. I think Parker might be going after the information. I can hear. I am going after the information. The keyboard's clacking. I can hear the keyboard clacking away. (laughs) Here we go. Right now, in the 2024
1: cycle, Washington has the number 36 overall class. Wow. And that factors in transfers. The number 36 overall class in the 2024 cycle. If you rewind to 2023, it's number 26. Okay. Okay. 2022, how about this? 95. What?
0: Good Lord. 95. How does Washington have a 95th-ranked class with that stadium, with that Vista, and right there in Seattle? But they did. Crazy.
1: And then you rewind to 2021. They had the number 30 class in America. So, best class? In that time span, 2023, again, the number 26 class.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, I hope they win the national championship. Uh, You know, um, I I didn't really have a lot against Michigan until the uh, cheating scandal came up. Always liked the uniforms. High school buddy of mine, Clay Miller, played uh, college ball there with Jim Harbaugh, by the way. You can go ahead and Google him up. Clay Miller, Michigan football. And uh, so I always kind of, and I always thought the uniforms are pretty cool, but I am ready to see Washington win this game. And they're a four and a half point underdog in this game.
1: I think they will win this game, Steely. I yeah. mean, I think quarterback play is going to be the difference. Yeah, Michael Penix is. Jim Harbaugh so said they've amazing.
0: got the greatest quarterback in college football history with J.J. Oh McCarthy. What an
1: asinine comment!
0: <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> I mean, there's a difference between building up your quarterback and just being like, okay, dude. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's losing all self-awareness. He is a uh, what some might call a different breed of cat. <laughs> the guy who puts together the funny tweets. Always yes, said to that.
1: say the yeah. very least. Have you heard his uh, shtick on chicken?
0: I have not, and really? um, for the record, I like Dean. But some of the tweet construction is—it's uh, a little bit old.
1: Are we talking about who? I thought we were talking about Jim Harbaugh.
0: No, I'm talking about Dean and Harbaugh.
1: Oh, okay. So go ahead. No, but uh, Jim Harbaugh doesn't eat chicken apparently. He oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It, I have I have heard that correct. He yes. calls
1: it the nervous
0: bird. The, <laughs> well, maybe they are nervous. Who knows? I like. I like chicken fried. I like chicken baked. I like chicken nuggets. I like all chicken. Jim Harbaugh is off his rocker. <laughs> so I yeah I, I always thought I was talking about Dino because Wait, where they, did, where did we turn the page from well, Harbaugh to Dean? Dean I missed is that. the Dean is the guy. I said Harbaugh is a different breed a cat, and that's a phrase that Dean uses a lot.
1: Oh okay. So, there you okay, go. I'm
0: tracking now. All right, uh, David from Norman. I'll read this one because he said Clay Miller's dad was my law school professor. One of my law school professors at OU. Yeah, Fred, Fred Miller, Fred. Yes. Yeah, Clay was. I think he made All Big Ten a couple times. If I'm not mistaken, at least one year. Or so and went on to Clay was. Uh, he was a great high school player, but he was really bright as well. He went to graduated from Michigan, went to Northwestern, got a law degree, and then went to Harvard Business School and got an MBA. So you might imagine he's doing pretty well right now. He might pretty, be he might be their entire collective there at Michigan.
1: I don't know. Big Rich in OKC asked, Blake Smith processed? Blake Smith processed? Blake Smith processed? Uh, yes, Big Rich in OKC. Blake Smith was processed. And if you've been listening the last couple of days, I think you have a pretty good idea of who Blake Smith might have been processed for.
0: And that would be uh, Jake Roberts from Baylor. That would be Jake Roberts from Baylor. Yes. Yes. So uh, in the – well, see, I don't want to get you in trouble again and ask you percentages. But uh, you can just give me the James Brown I feel good answer. Okay. Uh, when I, Casey Thompson. I feel good. Uh, Jake Roberts. I feel good. See, I'm going with Caden Woolard because that's what I heard on when I went down the YouTube rabbit hole to get the pronunciation. But you may have talked to somebody who has. But the one play-by-play clip they said Woolard. Okay. W- what about that one? I feel good about that one as well. Nick Scorton, not so much, right? Yeah. Yeah, convince me. Okay. Convince me. What? How did Will Howard become such a uh, like a superstar in the portal? I mean, do you think Will Howard is all that? I mean, he's not bad. He's had his moments. <laughs> apparently, apparently
1: his options are Miami, Ohio State, or the NFL Draft. If you would have told me a month ago that Will Howard would have those options in the portal, I would have called you... A clown and a loser.
0: Now, so Muleshoe is completely out of it then. Yes, Muleshoe is out of it. All right. So there was some report that Plank was talking about. Some dude from Ohio State, who knows, he might have been one of those, you know, guy who has his own YouTube channel and he just hits go live, but said that uh, he was told that he's, he's already committed to Ohio State. They just haven't announced it yet. But, again, that could be a total Yahoo. I don't know. So we'll see. But uh, Will Howard, yeah, very much in demand in the portal. Uh, Cam Ward, did he say, is it definite that he's declaring for the draft? He
1: himself announced on Twitter that he is declaring for the NFL draft.
0: Yeah. Steely, Washington didn't mismanage time but had an unfortunate injury. Yeah, that, that was a big part of it, right? But some of the play calls maybe. Uh, I think what people were maybe mainly complaining about is take a knee or don't have to run it, you know, then you, you know, maybe you're more susceptible to injury. I don't know. It it, it wasn't a real extreme case of clock mismanagement. Uh, what did you think Parker about the end of the, the way the Washington handled it? But yeah, it was like, that was like the most, and that kid was in absolute pain, man, as they were taking him off to the sidelines. But what did it cost him like thirty seconds, right?
1: Yeah, it did. And yeah, look, we talked about it. Like Washington tried every way possible to try and lose that football oh, I game, know. but crazy. Kalen DeBord, man, to his credit, he coaches fearless. And you rewind, for he instance, yeah. to that Washington State game, where I think it was the Washington State game. I'm think I'm thinking of where they went for it in their own territory with a one-score lead late in the fourth quarter to try and ice it. DeBoer dialed up a perfect play call. They converted. They re- ran out the clock from there. So I respect I respect anybody that coaches uber aggressively, from Kalen DeBoer to Dan Campbell. I just love that quality. I love somebody that's fearless and is willing to lay it all on the line and say, you know what, no, we're not going to play scared. We're not going to play not to lose. We're going to go for the win, and – in the words of Matt Rule, if we die, we die.
0: Yeah, Washington man, they're aggressive. There's no doubt about it. Uh, by the way, Steely Harbaugh said that J.J. McCarthy is the greatest quarterback in Michigan history, not college football history. Uh, okay. Uh, I thought I heard Plank say the greatest college football quarterback in history as well. So my bad on that one. And, you know, I guess you can make an argument there, certainly. Tom Brady had a. Decent career at Michigan, but we we didn't think he would end up being the greatest quarterback in the history of football when he was wearing the maize and blue. All right, break time. We're going to come back, switch for a couple minutes to Oklahoma City Thunder basketball because the Thunder, folks, they're a title contender. There is no doubt about it. They're playing great. We'll talk to Brandon Rabar about it when we get back right here on The Ref.
1: Just taking it one play at a time regardless of what was going on. Uh, you know, they're the number one team for a reason. So um, they're going to make runs. And they did a good job, you know, executing down the stretch, too. And yeah, and so did we. We kind of were able to hold the lead that we had. And I uh, thought we made some big plays down the stretch, even though it got a little sloppy for us. And uh, we were kind of able to just kind of buckle down and kind of move on to the next play.
2: Yeah, um, they sharpen your blade. Um, the highest level of basketball comes down to the end of the game, execution, um, and uh, winning plays. Um, we did enough of them tonight to get a W, um, but it's what you if what you want to accomplish. You have to go through that. You have to learn from it. You have to go through it. You have to make mistakes. Um, and Yeah, those moments are, are what you live for.
0: All right, there you go. That is uh, J-Dub and Shea Gilgis-Alexander on the big plays down the stretch for the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. They had an 18-point lead with seven minutes left. And uh, the Celtics, as you thought, would make a run, and the Thunder had to make plays down the stretch to put that game in the win column. But Oklahoma City, five-game winning streak right now. And uh, you think about, What's included right now in that five-game winning streak, 23-point win over Minnesota, the number one seed in the West, 26-point win at Denver, the defending world champions, three seed in the West, four-point win over the Celtics again last night, number one record in the NBA and the top seed in the East. So, Brandon Rebar, Thunder Insider, joins us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Brandon, that's what I like last night is that, all right, the the Celtics made a strong push to – to have a great comeback last night, but this young Thunder squad made the plays to get it done down the stretch.
3: Yeah, this team does not at all play like the second-youngest team in the NBA. We've seen this so many times uh, where they've shown a lot of composure and poise down the stretch, whether it be the champs, whether it be you know the Celtics team that's got the best record in the league. Uh, when things go high-pressure, clutch, crunch-time situations, this team always seems to make big plays. It's it's really, really impressive.
1: Okay, Brandon, let me ask you this. It feels like last night was where everybody on NBA Twitter, at least the section of NBA Twitter that comes across my timeline, kind of collectively realized, oh, shoot, like this Thunder team isn't just good. They might actually be great, like finals contenders. And so as you look ahead to the second half of the season – And you think about what Oklahoma City needs to do in order to reach the NBA Finals for the first time in, what, a decade? I I ask you, do you feel like this team needs to add anything via the trade market to continue to position themselves for a finals run, or do you feel like all the requisite pieces are already there?
3: Yeah, I've seen the same thing on on Twitter. It was like a collective, oh, this Thunder team is for real. Um, It's tough. Without seeing them in the playoffs, we've seen them, as Mike was saying, in a lot of tight situations, and they always seem to step up. So I feel like this team has the, the composure to play in the playoffs. But the playoffs are a different animal, um, you know, and, and that's usually if there's a weakness to a team where it can be exposed over a seven-game series or, or several seven-game series, so we don't know that for sure. I will say this, though. This team has the top-end talent in Shea and Chet and J-Dub. Then it has the depth, and it has the shooting. It has the defense, uh, top five in both offensive and defensive ratings. So if they continue to play in the playoffs like they're playing now, they have all the pieces. They really just need experience and time and situations and, and tight games uh, to build that experience. The only – you know, Real thing that I can look at on paper and say, hey, they might need this. Maybe, you know, another big off the bench, uh, a four or a five that can grab some rebounds. Uh, that can give Chet a breather. that can play maybe with Chet in some matchups. Uh, play some good defense on, on a big guy. That'd be the only thing I'd say. I want to say a star. You know I, know, I know the thirst is out there to go out and get like a Lori Martin and, and obviously that would take this team to, to another level as well. But they're playing so well right now, I think a really good role-playing big would would fit perfectly on this team.
0: All right, Brandon Rambar is our guest. We're going to get back to some portal news next segment. Uh, There's some developments, no one concerning OU right now, but maybe some potential targets maybe for OU. We'll talk about that next segment. Uh, All right, Brandon, I love this clip from Chet Holmgren last night. Uh, He was asked basically, what do these big wins mean and tell us about the Thunder right now? And here's what Chet Holmgren had to say.
3: I think it says that we're um really playing together um and we're prioritizing winning over anything else. Um but as far as as long term, uh you know, it doesn't really prove anything, I guess you could say, or like it doesn't kind of satisfy anybody. You know, we we know we have a long ways to go. Um we're 32 31 games into the season. Um so you know we still have 50 games left. Uh, we got a lot of lessons to to learn. A lot of lessons we've already learned from that we gotta, um, you know, kind of keep in the back of our mind. Um, so when those situations arise again, we're ready for them.
0: Dude, I, that's like the perfect answer right there from Chet Holmgren. Like, yeah, they're nice, but you know they don't really mean anything. They, I mean, they do mean something for their confidence. But I, I love that they're not focused on yeah we're here. They know they've got a lot of work to do. All right, Brandon. Um, I want to read off the list of Thunder players shooting better than forty percent from three. All right. right. Aaron Wiggins, forty seven, Kenrich Williams, forty five, J Dub forty three, Davis Bertans, forty three, Casey Wallace, forty-three. Isaiah Joe, 43, Lindy Waters, 42, Chet's at 41, Lou Dort's at 41, Olivier Saar at 40%. Even Josh Giddy is at 36.5%. That's yeah. 10 players better than 40%. Oklahoma City is the number one three-point shooting team in the NBA. Brandon, how long were Thunder fans praying for those kind of numbers,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is not your grandpa's Thunder team. You know, back in the day when when Thunder fans, you know, were clenching their their teeth watching Andre Robertson shoot threes or Tavo Cephalosha, this Thunder team can shoot. It's the number one three-point shooting team in the NBA. It's the number one free-throw shooting team in the NBA. As a matter of fact, it's the number one free-throw shooting team of all time currently. They shoot 85% 85 as a team from the free-throw line. This team can shoot. Uh, the the days of the long athletic defender who can't shoot are no more for this Thunder team.
0: Yeah, here's another thing too. I, I remember when the uh, the rebuild was happening, and you know, fans are like, "Well, you know, they they've got a lot a lot of these draft picks, and really good young talent. Clearly, they they obviously have hit. Uh, they you know, you think about a historic draft when you get. J-Dub and Chet Holmgren in the same draft, and then you hit another home run in the next draft when you get, you know, Cason Wallace, who's been unbelievable, and is only going to get better. But people were saying, well, you know, and Dagnalt's there for the development or whatever, and, you know, they'll end up getting a veteran coach. It's said, no, they they won't. No, they won't. Mark Dagnalt has also proven that this guy, man, that would be the dumbest thing that could ever happen because this guy has also been a home run for Oklahoma City, right?
3: Oh, absolutely. I I agree with you. I think that some people thought he was maybe a placeholder Mm -hmm. or a coach once this team was competitive, um, that he was just developing the young guys, and and eventually the Thunder would hire a big name once they were competing again. That is not the case. This guy is sharp. Um, He knows the X's and O's, the way that this team schemes, the way that they draw up plays. um, Not only is a development guy, I mean, the players love him. They're completely bought in to sharing the basketball and playing a high IQ type of offense and defense. So it's not this, you know, again, if, if you watch the Thunder during the, the Katie and Russ era, and that was a fun era, great talent, uh, incredible teams, but they were known for being an ISO team. You know, mm-hmm. there, there right. wasn't a lot of drawn-up plays. It was, hey, Katie and Russ are better than everybody else. Just go out there and score. This team shares the ball. This team always makes the right play, the smart play. And yes, a lot of that is they have talented players that are high IQ and mature, but a lot of that is also Mark Dagnall, uh and this team buying into what he's preaching on offense and defense and, and team ball. And there's a reason he's actually the the number one betting favorite for Coach of the Year right now.
0: Got to be, no doubt. And uh, Josh Giddey, you know, there was a thought, well, Giddy's the one guy who doesn't fit in the system. Well, guess what? <laughs> he's He's been playing great of late. And uh, they're sharing the basketball. They're playing both ends of the floor. Uh, it's been an amazing season. And Sam Presti has proven once again, man, if you have a little patience, this guy is going to get the job done. Brandon, we appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Uh- Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Brandon Rabar, Thunder Insider, DailyThunder.com, does a great job, great follow on Twitter, Twitter, Brandon Rabar, R-A-H-B-A-R. He's got great stuff, man. All right, break time, portal updates, and uh, we'll throw some new names that are in the portal, no Sooners, but maybe some Sooner possibilities. We'll talk about that when we get back here on The Ref. Our friends at Riverwind Casino have the best casino experience in the metro area. No doubt about it. Nearly 3,000 electronic games. Best selection of electronic games. All your favorite table games. Great gaming areas. They have a Oasis gaming area that's smoke-free now. Skyloft upstairs connected right to the hotel next to the casino. They've got the best bars and dining, the River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, great food court. You have the uh, Coop Alehouse Bar, which is unbelievable as well. Great promotions. Uh, They're the best in the business with these incredible promotions every month. And uh, for the month of January, how about the 80K winning resolutions giveaway? Play with your wild card on Mondays and Tuesdays for five, uh, five times the entries for the drawings on Friday nights. Win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play. And you can win a trip to the Super Bowl in Vegas in the First Down in Neon Town promotion. Running now through January 18th, uh, January 18th, the top five patrons who earn the most points on their wild cards are going to win a trip to the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas. That includes your game tickets, your airfare, your hotel, ground transportation, and a $1,000 cash. And we're uh, very happy that the Showplace Theater is back. We had it since last fall. And uh, we've got great shows coming up in January. Boys to Men, Friday, January 12th. Clay Walker, Saturday, January 13th. Comedian Joe Coy and Friends, Saturday, January 27th. And in February, shows for Air Supply and Scotty McCreary. And in March, a couple great comedians. Jay Leno, Friday, March 15th. Jim Gaffigan, Saturday, March 23rd. All happening at the one and only Riverwind Casino. We appreciate Riverwind, they do so much in the community and sponsor uh, so much. We we appreciate our friends at Riverwind Casino. Okay, uh, Parker Dorian Singer, USC wide receiver in the portal. Alabama's center Seth McLaughlin uh, had some snap issues in the uh, in the Rose Bowl. Um, in the portal, so uh, <laughs> did Nick Saban see that and was like, "Get out of here." I, I don't know, but of course, the Sooner fans want to know. I think they've got enough in the wide receiver room, don't you? They have more than enough yes. in the wide receiver room.
1: I mean, I'm looking at the scholarship chart right now, and they have 13 wide receivers on scholarship heading into spring ball, which I would say that is more than enough. If you lost one or two, that, that would be more than okay.
0: What about uh, the Bama Center? Uh, there's What there's about a, it? There's a hole there at center, Right. I, 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 mean, I mean, technically, yeah. But like after watching that Rose Bowl, do you
1: want him playing? Well, center?
0: I mean, may I, with a lot of practice snapping to the quarterback. But the kid was pretty highly recruited, right? I mean, he went to Alabama. I imagine that he was. Uh, people are asking about an offensive lineman from LSU as well. That one he I has don't. a Lance Heard now. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, I Heard. That's a no. That's a no. All right, ladies and gentlemen. uh, If you had to put an over and under, now we're thinking uh, Jake Roberts, Casey Thompson, Caden Woolard is a possibility. The defensive uh, end from Miami of Ohio. So, would that be it for Oklahoma in the portal? Those three, or would you expect maybe, like, would you put the over and under at three and a half, or? What do you think? And again, we're talk- keep in mind there's another portal window coming up in the spring too.
1: I would think that there's the possibility Oklahoma adds maybe two to three more before spring, eh, maybe four. I could see them stretching it out to four uh, with a defensive end, a defensive lineman, and a couple of offensive linemen, but. I just tabulated all these numbers out, Steely. They're over on scholarships as it is. They have 87 scholarship guys right now on the roster. They got to get that down to 85. So there will be some more processing that has to happen at some point. Uh,
0: processing. It's got to be. That's that can't be fun, right? Well, you know what? Would <laughs> see? I'm going to get processed soon. Because I'm 60 years old, so I would say in the next three to five years, I'll probably be processed. It's going to be very painful, very painful. Well, you know, Steely, you're you're not remembering as much as you used to, and you're <laughs> drooling all over yourself, and, you know, the depends are everywhere. We're just going to have to process you out of here. we got a kid from Miami of Ohio who's coming in. But uh, that's just part of the deal. That's part of the deal. These are one-year deals. Uh, scholarships are and, you know, by the way, the PWO program at OU, is there anybody else in the same ballpark as OU? I mean, they've got to be like one of the top preferred walk-on programs in the country, I would think.
1: Yes, I would certainly agree. Without question, they're one of the top. Now, I don't know. I'm not well versed enough in those matters to know who is the tip of the top in that capacity. But, yes, you have to figure Oklahoma has one of the strongest – PWO programs in the nation when you just look at the overall talent level and the depth.
0: Yeah. All right, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'm getting a text here. We really have 10 guys shooting over 40%. Per- yes, I have for Oklahoma City. 10 guys on the roster shooting. Like, I think Olivier Saar is like, you know, he's taking like, I don't know how many, but still, yes, they they have 10 guys on the roster who are shooting better than 40% from three after uh, Oklahoma City fans had just watched three-pointers just clang cling off the rim so many times back in the day. And Andre Robertson was a great defensive player, but Andre Robertson would be like the defender would be like 10 feet away from him on the floor, which made it problematic. All right, Parker, you want to get some more text in? Sure, we can get some more text in. Uh, to the
1: text line we go. Josh from the four hundred five says, "As much processing as OU staff does, fans need to chill out when a player is the one deciding to transfer. That and there's <laughs> that's fair, and that's certainly yes, a side I of agree. it. that Not everybody is cognizant. Like, like I I will say this: there were guys, there have been guys that have entered the transfer portal this off season at Oklahoma that didn't want to enter the transfer portal." Mm -hmm. at Oklahoma. Now, a lot of those guys, well, all of those guys are guys that the fans that want the best product for Oklahoma football are not sad to see departing, right? because they're just kind of taking up space on the roster right now and not going to meaningfully contribute. But uh, that is a reality in college football. There are guys that don't want to transfer that are goaded to enter the transfer portal because – the program needs to fill their roster spot with a guy who's more capable of being competitive. It's it it happens.
0: Yeah, it does. Uh Big Rich, Steely, if you get processed, you can still podcast from the home. Yeah, that's true. I I hopefully I don't think I'm going to get processed for a while. Hopefully.
1: I think you got another decade in you, Steely. You really?
0: I don't know if a decade, I'll go 5 years, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm still loving this, despite my old man yelling at cloud stuff every now and then. I still still enjoy it. Very blessed to be doing it.
1: Well, you do a great job, well, in thank my you. opinion. Thank you very much.
0: What about the comment? Boz said, dark money is coming in, per <laughs> Boz. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that comment. Yeah,
1: well, I mean... There's, I think it again. Does that it's get process on
0: the on the dark web or what?
1: No. I mean we all understand what dark money is, right? Your dark money, at least the way that Boz is using it, dark money is a program offering a player that's currently on another team's roster and not in the transfer portal. Ah, money yeah. Money okay. in order to get into the transfer portal and come to their
0: institution. That's what it is. Like I said, it's very likely we're going to have to nuke Columbia, Missouri, and we'll give those uh, those mid Zoo fans, you know, Colombians. You have three hours to pack your stuff, and then we're nuking the boop out of this place. Go now or face the consequences.
1: You that's- really said Colombians. I could use that soundbite out of context and get you canceled. Well, very that's <laughs>
0: that's very true. You mid-zoo fans, I mean, <laughs> sorry, but we're going to nuke your buttocks soon. I mean, they are becoming a huge pain in the ass. And, I mean, I've never had a big Missouri issue, but now they've become the little gnat that's always, get out of here, you know? they're very, Is there a bigger pain-in-the-ass fan base right now in school to Missouri? Oh you fans? Is there one? I, I, I think You there. tell
1: me, Steele. You're the one that has it out for Texas Tech.
0: I would so. say right now Missouri's at the top of the list. I mean, you had SC for a while. Texas is all, but that's, you know, that's a given. OSU, if you lose a Bedlam gang, can be a, a, very troubling. But Missouri would be number one on my let's nuke these fools list right now. And you got to go to Columbia next year, and you got to win that game. I'm going to run out on the field. You think they'll let me run out on the field? Is this your uncle moment? It may be, because I want to crash. There needs to be like a banner, kick Missouri's ass, and I'm going to run through it first. I'll probably trip and fall like Brent did and get trampled. How long has
1: it been since you went to an OU football <laughs> game, Steely? That would be the most astonishing part
0: of the whole ordeal. It's been a you while. attended an OU football game. That's right. I like my TV and my couch, you know. So, anyway. All right. Let's take a break right here. 4.05. I'm starting to lose it a little bit. Just thinking about Missouri gets me very angry. Very. Rent free, Cope more. Same old comments every time from these idiot Missouri fans who've never won a damn thing ever except journalism awards. We'll be right back. Keep it here in the ref. You know, I promised myself I wasn't going to get old man mad today, but just thinking about Missouri got me old man mad. My apologies. on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Parker in San Antonio for All-American Activities tonight. And ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is on fire again. So, Parker, why don't we get to as many as we can?
1: Okay, I, I don't think we have... Hardly brought up DJ Hicks today, but Mm -hmm. a listener in the nine one eight decided to text us in all caps just now. People, get over it. We ain't getting Hicks, and we definitely ain't getting McKinley either.
0: Stop it. Uh, Again, there's no such word, you know, as ain't. I was told that many, many times. But yeah, I we said earlier, if you report to your classes on time, you will get the uh, the syllabus and. All the answers you need. We already said DJ Hicks is 1%, maybe. Um, and you also said that Dominic McKinley is not coming to you. So, sir, report to class on time, and you will get the answers that you seek. Yes. And so don't I'm tell us- giving you an unsatisfactory for today's assignment.
1: Yes, and don't tell us slash the rest of the audience to get over something that is literally not being discussed at all (laughs) we had not made mention of dj hicks or dominic mckinley this entire hour uh five star randy says steely has a chance to be the lee corso of radio
0: hang in there for another 20 steely Look, uh, I love Lee Corso, and I think the, uh, what, Street. I, I like Street a lot. I know people are on his case now because of his dog and the Florida State stuff. By the way, he loves dogs. Nothing wrong with that. We all should have multiple dogs, like we do. We have four. All four dogs, that's a lot of dogs. All came through the portal, and they're all big time. They're all big time, including our latest wow. Piper. Yes. You're the you're the Eli Drinkwitz of the dog community. There's no dark money involved. well, there's no they're all rescues, no dark money involved. But yes. Um I don't know, I'd like to go five seven more years, depending on a lot depends on when you take your social security because, you know, my wife and I have seen our parents. We have one parent left between us and how your life can change like that, you know, Shay with her heart condition and MS and all that stuff. So, you know, you kind of think about, well, I'd like to wait on Social Security. I know this is a bad discussion right now, but you always think, yeah, but, you know, when I get my social, if I wait that long, am I going to be a vegetable, you know? So those those are things that we think about every now and then. But I'm loving what I'm doing right now.
1: Another 918 listener says, judging by the quality of the semifinal games, is it fair to say OU is at least two years away from that quality of play? I'd say at least two, but believe we're going the right direction. I don't think Oklahoma is that far off. I Here's think what-
0: 2025 for me, Parker, is when they uh, – you're right. Um, right now, I mean, could they play with Michigan and Alabama? And why? Yeah, they could. Yes,
1: they could, but it boils down to execution. That's, and that's the reason Oklahoma right. isn't in the playoff field this year. That's the Turnovers reason they didn't make penalties. it to Arlington. Like it, I guess it depends on how you define quality. I, when I think of quality, I'm thinking of the overall talent level of your roster. I think Oklahoma had sufficient talent this year to be able to go up against the likes of Texas and Washington and Michigan and even Alabama. Jordan, I, Georgia losing really threw this whole thing out of whack because I truly do believe that like physically mm. there is no team that would have been able to hold up against Georgia in the college football playoff. I think if they had made the playoff field, they would have romped to a third straight title. But this is a field in 2023. Well, I guess it's 2024 now. But this season provided us a field in which there was no clear head and shoulders leader of the pack. Right, Both of those games, both of those semifinal games were so evenly matched, and we saw Oklahoma earlier this year not only play with, but beat Texas. Yeah, And so I think from a talent perspective, it was there for Oklahoma this year. I think Oklahoma had the talent to be able to make the college football playoff and make some noise, but... Where it fell apart was execution. Yeah,
0: all, all all the games they lost, you know, big turnovers, lots of penalties. And, you know, they, they were a good football team, not a great football team. And, you know, people will say, well, you know, oh you, if they didn't hurt themselves, they would have been undefeated. Yeah, okay, I get that. But they also, you know, they had one big play they had to make against UCF, too. They also had, you know, SMU right there, you know, going to the fourth quarter they dominated. But – so, I, I think OU probably, you know, they should have won the Alamo Bowl and finished the year at, and, you know, could they, should they have won at least one of those games in Lawrence and Stillwater? Absolutely. But, you know, so anyway.
1: Spartan Sooner says, please tell me the Steelman is going to Columbia next season for the game, and we need a
0: GoPro <laughs> strapped to him. So you can see me take a tumble and eat turf or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, That that I'm putting that in the must-win category. Freaking Missouri, and again, they get Ohio State's junior varsity, of course. I just uh, they must be stopped. They must be stopped. O'U Tino said, "Execution, code
1: word for untimely jet sweeps."
0: Pretty good. Oh, pretty Big Rich in OKC okay. so
1: said if a 90 pound weakling mated with a noodle, you have Eli Drinkwitz.
0: Yeah, all right. Big Rich is on one today. Uh, he he likes coming after Missouri. Uh, what did Realtor Chris have to say? It sounded like, I know we've just got a few. It sounded brilliant, though. Uh,
1: Late to class is not an issue. This texter is not seeking answers. He obviously already has all the answers and is probably the other texter's source.
0: You're correct, yes. Uh, It's the, I guess it was the know-it-all kid coming to class, maybe. I don't know. Thank you, Realtor Chris. Good to hear from you. All right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you want to set me up with a GoPro or something, then maybe uh, I can run through that banner. We'll see. Probably not, but, you know. All right, Uh, I want to thank our friends at uh, Oklahoma Generator. You know that uh, it's it's already getting cold in the evenings, but you know there's going to be one of those ridiculous winter storms, maybe an ice storm, you know, where you're out of power and you need to have the power, ladies and gentlemen. Oklahoma Generator can provide that for you. They're Oklahoma's highest-rated, longest-operating Generac dealer. You can check them out online at okgen.com. Or call them up at 405 321 6631. Thanks again to our friends at the one and only Riverwind Casino as well. We'll be out there, of course, on Friday, Cavens tomorrow. And also thanks to Swiftco Roofing and Construction. All your transfer portal updates here on the ref brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction 405 831 8222. Great text today, as usual. Appreciate you guys and ladies. Stay tuned. Let's get locked in up next here on The Ref.